Welcome to another episode of Hope Mingled with War, a show presented by Masara Bethune that aims to refine myths and misconceptions about immigrants and refugees by preserving their inspiring success stories here in London City. Today, I'm thrilled to be interviewing Michele Minoki, who is the Intercultural Education Specialist at London Cross-Cultural Learner Center. He has made an outstanding contribution in implementing, promoting, and delivering LCCLC corporate training in intercultural competence. Welcome, Michele, and thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you very much. My pleasure to be here with you. <laughs> thank you. I would like to start this off by asking you to introduce yourself a little further and shed light on where does this passion for social interaction and supporting immigrants come from? Sure. So uh, I arrived to Canada in 2013 from uh, Italy, my country of origin, directly from Italy to uh, London, Ontario. And the reason was that my wife obtained uh, a contract at Westner, a couple of years contract to do research. And at that time, we were both at the university in touring my city in the north of Italy, both with the precarious contracts. And we say, okay, let, let's uh, try this. Let's, let's go there and see. We were already uh, a daughter at that time. So we planned for one year and then we, we, we arrived here. And I started volunteering. Uh, the first thing that was uh, important for me is to reconnect immediately with organizations and realities that were working on the same topics that I was working on when I was back in Italy, and uh, namely asylum seekers, uh, refugees, uh, asylum uh, uh, systems in Italy and in Europe. That mm -hmm. was my PhD research, and even after that, I continued to work on that. So when I arrived here, CCLC actually was the first uh, natural place to go because the CCLC, Cross-Cultural Learner Center, is the organization that manage all the uh, government-assisted refugees coming to this area of uh, uh, Ontario. And so I saw the program, I was looking for uh, places where to, and uh, I started volunteering with them. And then now I'm working with them, I had other kind of experiences before, but maybe we'll talk uh, of this uh, later. Where the passion comes from? The passion comes from uh, just meeting people. Uh, I start in Italy, I start meeting refugees, I start collecting their stories, and uh, if you have a little bit of heart, <laughs> you cannot uh, stay uh, uh, passive. Of course. You need to do something uh, that could be anything, could be a little bit of help or uh, an entire career like my, myself, uh, everything matters. And when you collect their stories, you are able to see yourself in those uh, stories, in those pathways, and in those difficulties. And you really want to do something about that. Can you give us a quick overview of Cross-Cultural Learner Center and elaborate more on your current role in this organization since you're working with them? Sure. So the Cross-Cultural Learner Center is a an, 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 uh, community agency uh, that provide settlement and resettlement services, mainly, in a, in a, in a broad uh, uh, way. What does that mean? That they basically uh, serve uh, all the refugees and all the immigrants that might need any kind of support from, for example, a uh, classical example for an immigrant is that they need to translate uh, documents, for example or they need to, uh, an interpreter for a medical appointment. Uh, again, they might need to assess their English level in order to access the university or another center or another job. Mm. Um, and then CCLC provides all these kind of uh, services. 
consider uh, a, a classical example a person that arrive here fresh new uh, they don't know where to go they don't know how orienteering themselves um, and, and so we have uh, services to orienteering uh, uh, refugees and also uh, newcomers and immigrants. We have uh, services to help them in reorganizing their resumes, for example, to be more uh, suitable for the Canadian uh, system. We offer a lot of activities as a community connection um, uh, services to, to help them finding people to have English conversation, for example, uh, or maybe we organize the, 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 the uh, sport activities or the youth group to uh, gather people uh, that might share uh, um, a space and a time together. Uh, we provide all the support in terms of uh, uh, permanent residency applications, citizenship applications, um, you name it. In terms of refugees, it's important to say that Cross-Cultural Learning Centre is the hub for this southwestern Ontario area. And so all the government-assisted refugees coming to uh, this area are processed and helped by CCLC. The help is uh, an, uh, an entire support for the first uh, uh, few weeks, even in terms of a place where to stay, and is extended until one year, the regular support, and uh, you are oriented to the new society, you are helped with the English classes, the kids at school, finding your house, finding a job, all everything you, you might need. And with uh, also an extended possibility uh, um, to be uh, supported for up to two years mm -hmm. for severe cases in terms of health, uh, for example, physical mental health issues or a very severe situation that a family might be in. So we, we support for a longer uh, period. And so the training that we offer wants to help people in understanding that we need, first of all, to self-reflect on our cultural uh, uh, lens and on our unconscious biases. Through self-reflection, you can really understand what is your point, your point of view about something. Uh, and then you can start working on them, on those things. And you can decide if you want to work on your own assumptions and prejudice, or if you're okay with that. Mm -hmm. But after that is your decision. Mm -hmm. So our job is to help people in being more aware about their assumptions and give them tools and strategies to overcome them. Mm -hmm. And we focus specifically on the workplaces because we want to make workplaces better for everybody. Of course, of course. So you've already been talking about workplaces and um, raising awareness with regards to this. From your personal experience, do you see that refugees or immigrants or just any community member face particular issues with respect to credential recognition and um, accessing appropriate employment? And if so, how is an organization like CCLC, especially you with your current role, um, is helping refugees find their first job or immigrants? Yeah, so I have a rhetorical question for that. If you uh, take any uh, taxes, uh, how many engineers, how many uh, doctors, how many uh, um, lawyers uh, you meet that are uh, driving a taxi? A lot. Uh, why this? Because the credential uh, recognition is a big issue. That's right. Now, it's not only a big issue in Canada. Okay, Canada is, uh, in a, unfortunately, in a good company about, about that. And this tells you 
things about uh, protectionism, about uh, um, supporting those that uh, were born in Canada, studied in Canada, and of course need to get a job in Canada. And these are absolutely legitimate points. I'm not telling you that this is wrong uh, in general. It's absolutely okay and legitimate to try to uh, support, uh, first of all, your own population. But Canada has a specific situation. Canada is a country that needs immigrants, needs newcomers. All the statistics, all the studies, and all the political positions say we need around 300, 350,000 newcomers per year in order just to keep going with the system that we have. Mm. Uh, you want uh, to be served when you need a, a, a health service. Well, you need newcomers to provide that service because Canadians are not sufficient in number. Do you want that your... Uh, uh, um, the healthy of your, uh, let's say, uh, water uh, services are, are, are supported, you need newcomers, engineers, uh, 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 people with, uh, with uh, uh, chemistry uh, background because they need to support the system because there is not sufficient people here. Um, you want people to, uh, um, to work in the farms or to go uh, to some kind of uh, manufacturing uh, uh, um, uh, facilities, you need newcomers. Uh, you want your pension, you need newcomers for that. Right. Don't you find there is a contradiction between the fact that Canada is depending on bringing more people to the country more newcomers, but at the same time, the more newcomers and the more immigrants and refugees you have in one place, the more the cultural clashes um, happen and occur between these people. So it's good to have more people, but at the same time, there is also a downside to having all of these diversity around. Yeah. So I'll tell you which is my, my uh, point of view about that. When uh, you read or, or listen people talking about statistics, you just listen numbers. We need 350, we need 20,000 here, we need 1,000 there, we need to repopulate the rural areas. You always uh, listen for uh, numbers and statistics. Then Mohammed arrives, then Michele arrives, then uh, uh, a person with a name, an identity, a story, a family probably, a background, expectations and needs arrives. When, the, when you look at the person, at the human being, you have to shift your point of view because there are not any more boxes that you can move from a province to another uh, according to where you need them, but you are receiving human being. And you have to understand that this means that you have to prepare the situation for receiving human beings and not boxes. This means that you have to prepare the community. You have to expect that they will ask things. You have also to expect that they don't have a uh, um, um, full knowledge of the system. I arrived to Canada. I mean, um, sometimes when we talk about immigrants and refugees, people think about poor guys, no English, no titles, nothing. Okay, let's talk about me. I'm not a genius. I'm not. I am no one. But I already had my PhD. I had a little bit of English uh, with my family. I, I was economically stable. So. I arrived 
in need of nothing in terms of services, of system, supportive system, okay? But I needed to know how to register my daughter at school. I needed to know how to access the, the health services and all those kind of things that are just local. The educational system is completely different in Italy. The health system is completely different in Italy. So it's not a question that I don't want to fit or I don't want to embrace the Canadian rules. It's that I need to know those rules. And when I arrive, I arrive with my own prejudice and assumptions. So I have also to check on that. This is why the system needs to prepare the community. Exactly. Not only in knowing things, but also in knowing that there will be difficulties. We don't need to be scared about difficulties. Difficulties are what part of life. Exactly. Exactly. What make life interesting, right? And you know for sure that they will have a crisis after a few months or a few years because it's quite normal. Yeah, it's very natural. You are changing all your life. Of you course. are maybe escaping from a, a place where you were uh, uh, born and, and lived all your life and you 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 didn't plan to 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 leave, but you have to. It's not a choice if you're a refugee or like me I even if i am not a refugee well people ask me where are you from and i say italian and, and the second uh, question is okay uh, where did you leave that beautiful country exactly well <laughs> hello <laughs> because of maybe economic difficulties because maybe or maybe uh, just seeking a better life in general exactly exactly That's so right. Um, I, bel I, I, I see, I know that, uh, to come back to your question, that immigrant refugees face a lot of difficulties when it comes to, 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 to find a job. But I also know that settlement agencies, employment agencies offers, uh, are offering a lot of support about that. Uh, CCLC, for example, directly, we have the, the job search workshop that is one of our departments and is in partnership with Will. Uh, employment services here from from, from London uh, uh, why in partnership because we need to use as much as possible all the expertise that we have in the city okay so we help the, the, the immigrants at the beginning and then uh, will through that partnership helps them even more uh, will now has a new program named employee and they have a beautiful mentorship program for example and mentorship is very important crucial for highly educated people because they have everything they need just to go through the accreditation and the recognition of the credentials. In the meantime, if they are mentored, they can start to get Canadian experience. They, start, they can start to understand the Canadian system. And when they are finish, uh, finalized the, re the recognition of all their credentials, they are ready to go. And that is very important. That is an, an example. If you have more difficulties, well, we collaborate with organizations that provide you language uh, um, uh, training, for example, um, and and this can be useful if you need to improve your English before be able to uh, get the minimal level to get a good job. Being a refugee myself, and my parents, my parents were not willing at the beginning to join any organization just because they thought that I can do it on my own. But at the end of the day, they're seriously not doing anything on their own. They yeah. still do need help. So I hear you. This is a very complex uh, topic. Um, of course, we cannot say uh, all the immigrants and all the refugees react in the same way. You have everything in terms of reactions. So it's also difficult for a Canadian for, from generation here. It's difficult to understand how to help. 
because sometimes you believe you have to to give a lot of different kind of support and helps and sometimes it's actually sufficient to go around the city with this family and show them the places which they can go that is one of the programs that we have at the CCLC, for example. Spending with them a, a little bit of time every two weeks, not a lot, but a little bit of time every two weeks to check in how they are doing. How are you doing? How is your daughter? How is school? Collaborating with the educational system is crucial to support kids integrating at school. And we don't need to support only the kids. We need to support the teachers too. And why do you think is that? Do you think that the curriculum is missing something that needs to raise awareness with regards to this like for example should we have a course that can be taught at school to give more knowledge about cultural differences and acceptance of other people so that the teacher and the students at the same time can be fully aware of this issue or why is it mm. exactly these are all good ideas uh one thing that could be should be addressed uh sooner rather than later is the preparation of teachers so we are at Western here, um, and um, maybe it's important to say that uh, the more we give uh, candidate teachers tools and strategies to face these kind of situations, the better. Because the future is not the future in which we will have less and less immigrant. But basically, the demographic of Canada will continue to change. The presence of immigrants will continue to improve. Now, l recently, the most immigrants arrived from uh, India, uh, China, and the Philippines, countries that are different in several, several ways from Canada, culturally, in terms of religion, in terms of, uh, uh, of uh, minor, uh, visible minority, in terms of uh, uh, food, in terms of how they live their lives. And so this will be the new challenge. And if we address the new challenge now, we will have a successful and well-being and, 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 and wealthy society. So um, in recognition of World Refugee Day on June 20th, the London Cross Cultural Learner Centre has partnered with other organizations here in London to take part in an annual event called Life as a Refugee. And there are probably many people around who may not have heard of this event before. So since you're on its planning committee, could you please Tell us uh, more about what this event encompasses and the aim of running such an event. Sure. So Life as a Refugee is a community event uh, and is organized in partnership with uh, um, a lot of organizations that I really uh, want to um, um, list because it's important to realize that this is an event that is organized and supported by the community. Okay, and so we have Pillar Non-For-Profit Network, we have London and Middlesex Local Immigration Partnership, Centre Communautaire Régional de London, Western Centre for Research and Migration on Ethnic Relations, Will Employment Connections, London Public Library, Marymount Family Support and Crisis Centre, Collège Boreal, Luso Community Service, South London Neighbourhood Resource Centres, YMCA of Southwestern Ontario, and the Thames Valley District School Board and of course CCLC. So it was a little bit long, I'm sorry yeah. for that, but it's important to tell this because you see that this kind of partnership uh, uh, increased in number in the last years. Um, uh, it's several years that it's, uh, I guess, 10 or 11 years that we organize, CCLC organized the, the Life as a Refugee event. 
So every year we pick the 20th of June uh, in order to highlight and celebrate that, that, that point. And the idea is to celebrate the refugee conditions, not just saying uh, how beautiful we are in welcoming them, of course we are, but also trying to always bring awareness about the difficulties that refugees are living outside Canada, around the world, and uh, uh, after they land in Canada. So the idea this year, the, the, the topic is about myths and misconceptions around refugees. And so we uh, launched a uh, um, call for proposals and presentations. There will be um, uh, six presentations subdivided in two uh, uh, panels, in two workshops. Uh, that we will run both in the morning and in the afternoon. So everybody that will participate will be able to participate, to attend both the, the panels. So it's open for everyone, right? Uh, yes, mm -hmm. it's open for everybody. You can check on the CCLC website and on the Twitter and LinkedIn uh, and uh, will be held at the um, Four Points uh, Sheraton, by Sheraton Hotel in, uh, in London. Uh, and we will start at eight in the in the morning, and we will run until four thirty uh, in the in the afternoon. And uh, this year, we really really want to ask people to talk about myths and misconceptions. Mm -hmm. And so we'll talk about housing, employment, uh, uh, the settlement of a Yazidi population, uh, some stories about Syrian refugees. Uh, we will try to, to touch a lot of other. Um, um, uh, populations that we we have. We will also have artists, uh, for example, uh, with exhibits during the, the event. We will have entertainment, we will have uh, uh, a lot of different things to celebrate, but also to reflect on the conditions of refugees mm -hmm. and uh, how we can improve the way in which we support them. It's very interesting. So since the theme of the event is, as you've previously, previously mentioned, is unpacking myths and misconceptions about refugees. From your own personal experience and interactions with community members, can you um, point out how do these mis misconceptions and myths influence the society we live in today? And why is it very essential for us to take part in such an event to unpack these myths and misconceptions with regard to refugees? Mm. Um. So I, I give you an example. Um, when you start thinking of a person and you start thinking that they are not good, you start to look at them in a different way. You start to give them a little bit of your support. You are less motivated in, in, in uh, being with them, in spending time with them, in supporting them in, in, in having their life in Canada. And at the end, what happened is exactly that they fail. Mm -hmm. And so you can tell yourself, oh, I was right, see? This is a classical vicious circle in which you start to not support someone based on your unfounded uh, misconceptions and biases. And you don't want to spend time to go there and understand more about the situation. You, because you are busy, you have to work, you have family, you have parents, you have stuff to do. More right? important things. Exactly, <laughs> more important things. And so at the end of the day, you are you are already in a safer position and when you don't self-reflect when you stop inquiring when you stop being curious you don't give them the opportunity to grow and at the end you will be always safer because you are already established in canada and they will struggle a lot so addressing misconceptions is so crucial 
in order to understand that we have much more in common than we think. And we can really learn one from another. And we can really support one another. And we can make Canada better all together. Because we need one another. This is the main, the main goal, the main uh, uh, message that we want to give with uh, addressing myth and misconception. So make the community more acceptable of everyone else? Exactly. And also try to stop saying things like, as I said at the beginning, refugees are uh, queue jumpers, right. for example. They right. receive much more than. Or for them it's easy to find a house because Because everyone is helping exactly. them. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas uh, when you talk with a landlord and uh, uh, everything is okay, and then you mention that they are refugees, uh, for some reason the phone d- uh, dies. Right, 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 absolutely. So before I end my show, I like to ask my guests a trivia question. And since we're talking about myths and misconceptions with regards to immigrants and refugees, I thought I'd ask you, what is the difference between a migrant, an asylum seeker, and a refugee? Yes. So the um, immigrants or uh, uh, economic immigrants or uh, a person that arrived by family reconjunctions or or of this channel is classically defined as an immigrant or newcomer. And uh, the definition tells you that they choose to come to Canada. Now, it's absolutely true. They did all the documents. Sometimes they're a little bit forced to leave their country because they really are looking for something better. But basically, they for sure are not leaving their country because of persecutions, because of war, or because they were targeted politically, for example. The refugees are those that obtained already the recognition of the status of refugee abroad, usually because Canada is a, a country that geographically is quite far away from everything else. Uh, so how it works is that we have commissions around the world in refugee camps in collaboration with, for example, UNHCR or other organizations where the uh, Canadian officers uh, evaluate, assess and uh, the situations of people that claim asylum and uh, would like to come to Canada as refugee. Okay, So when they arrive here, they are refugees and they are uh, uh, considered already um, uh, good for the permanent residency path because they were selected and uh, assessed abroad. Those people, the refugees, come from situations which they were, uh, uh, in, in, in the, their lives were, were in danger. Uh, it could be a persecution ad personam. Uh, journalists, for example, uh, teachers, for example, opinion leaders, okay, that have to, 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 to escape uh, the situation, to flee because otherwise their lives is on the edge. So their life is at risk. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or it could be uh, a family or person that arrived from a warfare zone, um, South Sudan, for example, Syria, for example, uh, um, Yazidi population in the north of Iraq. Uh, those kind of populations maybe are not targeted because they are Michele Manocchi, but because of their ethnicity. So they are Yazidi and they are targeted because of that. Or they are from a different religion, they are targeted because of that. And they are really, really in danger to lose their life. So they can apply and become refugees and come to Canada. The asylum claimants are those that arrive to Canada and ask asylum when they arrive to Canada. So it could be people that arrive from uh, another country 
uh, and they say, I'm here because I uh, am a refugee and I claim this to your system. In that case, Canada will welcome them, will give them documents and, uh, and uh, documents to stay legally in Canada, but will also process their request. And a judge will decide if they are actually refugees and they actually have the proofs and the situation to say, yes, you can be welcome as a refugee or not. So asylum seekers are still waiting to receive a, deci a decision on their asylum claim. Exactly. But for most of the part, they're also very similar to refugees in a sense that they've also, they're also seeking protection um, from persecution and serious harm, um, serious human rights violation. Is that yes. right? It, that's right. right, and it's it's good that you pointed out that an immigrant or a migrant in general um, are not just just because they didn't flee persecution, they are still actually entitled to have all their human rights protected and respected, regardless of the status they've in the country they moved to, because a lot of people may have a misconception with regards to this. Um, anyways, thank you very much for your time, Michele. It's very it was a very informative talk, and I look forward to seeing you on June twentieth um, um, with Life as a Refugee event. Thank you everyone for tuning in to Hope Mingled with War. If you enjoyed today's episode, please head over to Radio Western SoundCloud and Spotify to rate and leave a review. See you next time. Bye-bye.